the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, if any of you are thinking about that, that, that James Comey firing is bad, I'd love to hear your rationale for it. I mean... I haven't been a fan for months, so uh, the fact that he's gone, it's, it's about time. You know, folks are saying this is, this is Trump cleaning out the deep state. This is Trump draining the swamp, and Comey's part of the swamp. They said he couldn't, couldn't get it done with, with him there. The, the deputy attorney general, and it had to be the deputy attorney general because Jeff Sessions, the acting attorney general, had to recuse himself because, of the, uh, because he met with a Russian ambassador when he was a senator. Oh, good grief. So, which is what he's supposed to do, by the way. Rand Paul continued his lament about um, about th- this whole th- this this witch hunt for a Trump Russia collusion connection. So all this breathless talk about people, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. Many of these Democrats, including Chuck Schumer, said they lost confidence in Comey a long time ago. Hillary Clinton's been blaming Comey. They should be thanking President Trump for getting rid of Comey because he politicized something that may well have had something to do with uh, Hillary Clinton's Mm -hmm. loss. So I think it's a lot of crocodile tears and a lot of people saying, you know, they they, they were forgetting rid of Comey too, but now they're going to say it's all about this Russia investigation, which hasn't produced one iota of evidence that anybody did anything wrong or broke the law. Yeah, that's true. And it's, again, been going on for a year. And Democrats want it to go on for four years. And it's it's nakedly political. They don't care about the they don't care about the best interests of the country. They don't care about national security. I mean, the fact that they rolled over for the last eight years for everything Russia wanted to do, that's proof positive, folks. They don't care about holding Russia in check. Back when the, the Soviet Union wasn't trying to interfere in our elections, Democrats didn't care. They didn't want to lift a finger. And right now, you know what? Frankly, they don't care either. As I said, the Chris Salcedo Show is challenging Chuck Schumer, challenging Nancy Pelosi. Support our call to punish Russia for interfering in our elections. Let's arm the Ukrainians. Let's give them tactical support, intelligence support, so they can drive the Russians out of Crimea. 
as punishment for Russia trying to interfere in our elections. Join me, Chuck Schumer. Join me, Nancy Pelosi. They're they're not going to. You know why, folks? They don't want to punish Russia. Vladimir Putin is their ideological kin. They don't want to punish him. They just want to... They just want to harm Trump so they can get back into power. That's it. That's all. So if you want to weigh in, if you are unhappy or happy about James Comey going bye-bye, 888 You can go to um, Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas, or to the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find a handy-dandy email link on Facebook, the Facebook page as well. So predictably, Chuck Schumer, we played you that that montage earlier of Democrats, you know, losing their minds. Well, Chuck Schumer uh, started off yesterday after he he the president actually called. And and told Chuck Schumer this was going to go down and Chuck Schumer recounted that phone call. I told the president. Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Oh, yes, because we know how much Chuck Schumer wants President Trump to succeed. The first question the administration has to answer is why now? Oh, I can I can answer that for you, Chucky. Hey, Chucky Schumer, I can tell you why. You see, the president had to wait. Because you Democrats have been playing politics and basically saying that anybody who ever had a conversation with a Russian who happens to be Republican, all you Democrats can talk with Russians all you want. And that's not untoward. But a Republican talking with a Russian, well, they must recuse themselves. So we had an acting attorney general who couldn't do what needed to be done. So we had to wait for you lazy liberals to get up off your duffs and actually confirm Trump's cabinet. And two weeks ago, Chucky, you confirmed with, uh, by the way, praise, mountains and mountains of praise, the deputy attorney general. And the deputy attorney general went to work. Again, this is a concept that you're not familiar with, Chuck Schumer, I understand. We call it work. You might want to look it up in the dictionary and uh, you'll understand what the deputy attorney general had begun to do. So he went to work and he did an investigation and he compiled as as folks, I'm not going to be able to read this. It's a rather long uh, justification for the firing of. Of Comey, but it's in The New York Times, it's on the Chris Salcedo show Facebook page There's a link there. And in this lengthy letter, the deputy attorney general of the United States, Rod Rosenstein details very adequately citing Democrats like Eric Holder, like Jamie Gorelick, and others, uh, Republicans as well, how James Comey had stepped out of, out of bounds, stepped outside the lines, if you will, I think is the popular phraseology around, around uh, Washington, D.C. He didn't stick to his lane. And that's why the deputy attorney general recommended he go. Then the attorney general wrote to Trump saying, well, let me just read you the last stanza. The director of the FBI must be someone who 
follows faithfully the rules and principles of the Department of Justice and who sets the right example for our law enforcement officials and others in the department. Therefore, I must recommend that you remove Director James B. Comey Jr. and identify an experienced and qualified individual to lead the great men and women of the FBI, signed Attorney General Jeff Sessions. And that led to Donald Trump, the President of the United States, sending this letter to James Comey. I have received the attached letters from the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General of the United States, recommending your dismissal as the Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I have accepted their recommendation, and you are hereby terminated and removed from office effective immediately. Well, I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I'm under investigation. I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice, and you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau or that you are not effectively able to lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in its vital law enforcement mission. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Donald J. Trump. So, Chuck Schumer, the answer to your question is why now? It's because you Dems have been so lazy collecting your paychecks and just using the Senate floor to be butthurt about an election where are we? May? Where May. And you're still butthurt. So that's why. That's why it's now. If the administration had objections to the way Director Comey handled the Clinton investigation, they had those objections the minute the president got into office. But they didn't fire him then. Why? Well, well, why? Well, that's because unlike the previous administration, this administration believes in thoughtful investigation being concluded and it was everybody all around Washington DC is not impugning Rod Rosenstein his one two yeah, two and a half two and a half page examination of the results of his two-week investigation are right there for everybody to see you can go to the Chris Sato show Facebook page and look up the Look up the article. You can check it out and read it for yourself. It's very detailed and it's bipartisan in its criticism of James Comey. So, you know, the, the misgivings, you may have had a personal animus toward James Comey when you, came, when you came in as a candidate, but then when you're sworn in as president of the United States, Chucky Schumer, your perspective changed and he wanted to make sure that he was making the right decision for the country. So he had his deputy attorney general look at it because you Democrats had politicized contact with Russians. The attorney general would have gotten to work on this months ago. But we had to wait for you lazy liberals to get your work done. Why did it happen today? We know the House is investigating Russian interference in our elections that benefited the Trump campaign. We know the Senate is investigating. We know the FBI has been looking into whether the Trump campaign colluded with the Russians, a very serious offense. Were these investigations getting too close to home for yeah. the president? It is. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, well, well uh, we're, we're, he asks, he's asking questions, you see. Chuck Schumer's just asking the question. Uh, it's all been politicized, and then Chuck Schumer was caught unwittingly by a reporter uh, in, a, in a, well, the reporter wasn't trying to nail Chuck Schumer, he was trying to nail Trump, but he 
did ask a very uncomfortable position, and Chuck Schumer had no answer. Senator Schumer, you told me last year before the election that you had lost confidence in Jim Comey. Yeah, uh, we, we talked about that in the first hour. This is what Democrats do. They say they have no confidence, think this person is incompetent, but they ought to stay in government. This is why, de- this is why Democrats shouldn't be elected, folks, is because Democrats believe people that don't have the confidence of those who hire them, the confidence of the American people, they ought to stay in government. And uh, Chuck Schumer says, well, well, I'll let him answer. Senator Schumer, you told me last year before the election that you had lost confidence in Jim Comey because of how he handled the email scheme. Uh, do you think that the president's explanation that this is the reason why he's firing him now has credibility with you? Do you believe that? Okay. Or do you think that he's firing him for another reason? I never, I never called on uh, the president to fire Director Comey. <laughs> I just said I had no confidence in him, but I don't want him fired. This is the Democrat way, folks. And if you if you take anything from this whole episode, you should take away this. The Democrats will get out there and they'll complain and they'll moan. And then they'll say this person is unqualified, but I want them leading government. That's what Chuck Schumer, in effect, just said that I don't have confidence in this person, but I want him as the director of the FBI. Does that make any sense? And it, and it should lead many of you to question, why do we elect Democrats? Uh, some insight into Comey and what kind of man he is comes up next. The Chris Salcedo Show right here on The Blaze. The next generation of talk radio. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I think Chuck Schumer's just uh, being a political hack. There's obvious reason why it happened now, and that is when President Trump got into office and uh, President Trump began to install officials over at the Justice Department, this matter was turned over to Rod Rosenstein, who is a first-rate individual. He served as a U.S. attorney under President George W. Bush and then as a U.S. attorney under President Barack Obama. He is completely apolitical. He did a superb job in both administrations. He looked into this. I think John Roberts did a good thing by putting the focus in his report on that letter, and I hope people go online and read it. That's uh, Carl Rove reacting to the predictable partisanship of Chuck Schumer, a man who is more interested in his party than he is the safety of the nation. And we recommend that you do so as well, folks. That, that letter by Rosenstein is, is pretty thorough, and I don't know how anybody other than Chuck Schumer could uh, be, read that and say, oh, yeah, James Comey deserves to be in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. When Democrats and Republicans 
come together and say this guy this guy stepped out of uh, out of line, and you can't have this type of freewheeling, uh, 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 attention seeking reprobates in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You just can't have it. And again, we we call him a reprobate because of what he did with Hillary Clinton in creating a new American standard of law that ignorance of the law is an excuse if your name is Hillary Clinton. Uh, Rove continued. Because he lays out the case there, as Judge Napolitano just did, that 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 the rule of law was was violated by a, a Director Comey in July. We've had, since the founding of our country, a division between the investigatory power of the police and the prosecutorial decision. We have divided those two. And he took it upon himself in July to step across that boundary without any authority in statute or practice and say, I am making the decision, not the attorney general or if she recused herself, the head of the National Security Division, I'm making the decision. And as the judge so ably pointed out, then proceeded to do what no prosecutor should do, which is have a bill of particulars about somebody that you're not indicting. And we, and we talked about that in the first hour, too, as Comey listed all of the offenses of Hillary Clinton, but just said, you know what? It's Hillary Clinton. and She's not getting indicted. So that's Carl Rove talking about uh, answering Chuck Schumer and how nakedly political he was being. But then Carl Rove shared a very interesting story. And this story was a story about how he interacted with James Comey back there in the George W. Bush administration. And this tells me everything I need to know about James Comey. Set the set the, uh, the 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 background. Uh, there was a critical national security information collection program that needed to be periodically revised, revisited, renewed, and the attorney general had to sign the renewal. And uh, Attorney General Ashcroft was ill and in the hospital, unbeknownst to the White House. He was so ill that authority had been passed to Comey as his deputy to act as the attorney general. The president calls up. Uh, General Ashcroft in the hospital says we need to reauthorize the program. Uh, I'm going to send Andy and Alberto Gonzalez, the White House counsel, over to you. He says, come on over. When they show up, there is Comey, who says uh, Ashcroft is so ill that he's not going to be able to sign this uh, renewal. And if you force him to resign the renewal, I will resign. It'll be bigger than Watergate. Why do you do that? What kind of guy? And first off, it shows... It shows where his politics are, James Comey. You know, if the Hillary Clinton debacle wasn't enough. Uh, here's a guy working in as the, the deputy attorney general when Ashcroft was in. Or uh, what was it? What, what, what was the position? I don't think it was attorney general. It was... Um, why Why all of a sudden am I drawing a blank on what Ashcroft did? Uh, well, it, Comey was his deputy, his underling, and when Ashcroft was incapacitated, he stepped in. This guy was power tripping. This guy was power tripping. You're, you're going to deal with me now, Bushies. 
you're going to deal with me now. It'll be bigger than the Saturday Night Massacre. Now, this is the kind. This kind of program had constant revisions in it. Lawyers from the intelligence community, the White House, the Justice Department were constantly going over this program. So it could have been just as easy for him to call up and say, "Hey, I understand the president called General Ashcroft. He's so ill. Authority has devolved onto me. Uh, I've got some concerns. Can I come over and visit with you uh, so we can get this thing renewed? But I've got some concerns that we've got to resolve before I, I'm willing to sign the renewal. So I, I've, th I've thought he's a hot dog, to be precise. And I, I thought so in July when he acted in an entirely inappropriate way. I think he also acted as a hot dog in an inappropriate way in October when he intruded back into the election. Oh, yeah. Ashcraft was AG. I'm not sure what, who, who else I had in mind. Uh, when I was thinking about I was thinking about some other politician in the Bush era that was DHS, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, anyway, so John Ashcroft uh, had a deputy. His name was James Comey. And you could tell back then, at least according to Carl Rove, he wanted the spotlight. He wanted to be out there. He wanted to hobnob with all the decision makers. And this led to a situation where. James Comey be not answering to the voters, not answering to the people of the United States. He started throwing around his power. And as he did so, he started he started a a trend where he was feared by those in government. They didn't want to get on his bad side, so some folks may have been compromising their duty to you to not get on James Comey's bad side. And Tucker Carlson tells that story. On the other side of the break, it's Chris Salcedo's show. You're in the blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So some more insight into what kind of guy James Comey was. A lot of folks, you guys jumping on, a lot of you are jumping on Twitter telling me, not sad to see James Comey go. I don't think, if Democrats are being honest, I don't think, I don't think they're sad to see him go either. They believe he cost them the election. But what's more important? Roasting Comey or attacking Trump. So that's why James Comey is now their best friend, even after they've spent months attacking him. Uh, Tucker Carlson revealed something about James Comey. It was news to me. It's kind of funny when when these kinds of things happen, when these guys lose their power base, how people are emboldened to talk about them and give you the truth about them. And here was Tucker last night on his show reminding us of the dangers of of unelected bureaucrats like James Comey. And we've sounded the alarm bells, too, on the program, uh, as has uh, uh, liberal professor Jonathan Turley talking about how this rising fourth branch of unelected bureaucrats is usurping our authority, the people's authority, and in so doing, usurping our liberty and freedom. And Tucker Carlson says, the firing of James Comey, that's the lesson here. 
What this firing ought to remind us is that ultimately real power in a democracy resides with the voters. When unaccountable forces, whether they're at the CIA or Planned Parenthood or Exxon or the Department of Justice in this case, start making our biggest public policy decisions, we risk losing our democracy. Dictatorship by the unelected, that is the real threat to this country and our traditions. I agree. I agree. And that's what it is. You, you see evidence of this in the EPA. You see evidence of this in the, uh, uh, the education department. It's tyranny of the bureaucrats. It's a loss of liberty and freedom. They are supposed to administer law. They're not supposed to create it, and they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to be given all of this autonomy. The reason why they have so much autonomy is that uh, this government is so big, those 530, and, and, and a lot of those people up on Capitol Hill, those 535 people are so lazy the government's so big, they can't administer it. They can't, they can't oversee it. And that's why, that's one of the big reasons why the conservative pushes for limited, small government. So it can be actually administered, so it can be governed. But there is, there is no prayer these 535 individuals have of properly administering a government of this size. They can't do it. And so as a result, you get runaway budgets, you get runaway policymaking, and Democrats don't want to admit that big government fails, as it always does, so they allow it to keep on happening. Just so long as they keep getting elected and can draw their paychecks and can parlay their influence into massive fortunes. Just see Harry Reid. Well, heck, see any one of them. So Tucker Carlson is absolutely right. Uh, to put it succinctly, as Ronald Reagan put it, this government is too big and it spends too much. And I will add, of our money. Let's be honest. This firing of James Comey was overdue and everybody in Washington knows that. Comey was unfit for the office he held. The new president should have canned him the afternoon of the inauguration, but he didn't. Comey was too eccentric to run the FBI and too powerful for any of us to breathe easily while he was there. Just how powerful was James Comey? Let's put it this way. He was feared in a way that no appointed bureaucrat should ever be feared in a free society. Now, listen to those words. He was feared in a way that no unelected bureaucrat should be in a free society. I would say, elected or not, none of our bureaucrats should be feared. Remember, when the people fear government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. And James Comey was part of this unelected bureaucratic branch that believed in instilling fear in the people. Tyranny. Tyranny. And it wasn't just us who were afraid. Time and again, elected lawmakers on both sides came on this show and expressed worry and concern about his behavior. But they did so only during commercial breaks with the cameras off. Why? Because they were terrified at the prospect of criticizing him in public. They certainly don't have that fear of the sitting president of the United States. And that tells you everything you need to know about Jim Comey. Not only about Jim Comey, but also the president of the United States. The Donald Trump just wants to get stuff done. He doesn't want people living in fear. He's not the caricature that the Democrats 
taint of him. I wish he'd quit praising people like that, like, you know, Putin and <laughs> Kim Jong-un and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, that aside. Um, so Tucker's lament there is is quite significant. Now, how did James Comey learn that he was no longer the FBI director? This is. This gave me an icky feeling. And probably the only you got to be kidding me moment when it comes to how the Trump administration handled this. Comey was in Los Angeles. And my question to the Trump administration is, why didn't you know that? And and I know they wanted to hit the five o'clock news shows and they wanted to get on every on every nightly newscast. I get that. But still, James Comey, well, the New York Times put this out, and it was Fox News commenting on this. To what Maria is saying about the timing. Um, uh, The New York Times is reporting that Jim Comey was in place in Los Angeles already. He was at a big recruiting, FBI recruiting event. (laughs) There were TVs in the back of the room, and he learned of his firing when the news started flashing across the screen. Uh, so that that's a pretty awkward and uncomfortable moment that transpired. And then we saw the firing out of these letters coming from the White House. And we know that Sean Spicer sort of instantly started telling the reporters what had happened. And then we saw the three letters which came out from President Trump, uh, a brief letter, then uh, Attorney General Sessions, and then the longer, more you know, sort of formative uh, thinking mm-hmm. letter from Rod Rosenstein. Um, Marie, you know, having been a spokesperson who, you know, brought news to the reporters, your quick thoughts on that. That is really stunning, Mark. Uh, yeah, that's Marie Har, folks, formerly of the Obama administration. Uh, I mean, yeah. that is that is not how the process should work. And whether you like Jim Comey or not, he has served this country. He has served the FBI. I agree with Dana. I have never been a, a big fan of Jim Comey, although I never thought that he should get fired. I thought he should be a better FBI director. There's another Democrat. Oh, I know. I, 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 we don't want him fired. We don't have any confidence in him. I'm not a fan of him, but we, he shouldn't be fired. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Dana that was being referenced, there, our very own Dana Lash, that was on uh, this program last night as well with Martha McCallum, her new program. And forgive me, Martha, for not remembering what it's called. Uh, the story, isn't that what it's called? The story. Anyway, but, but things are changing so much over there at Fox News Channel. You, you can't keep up. So at any rate, so James Comey found out when the, the news, he's up there giving a speech. And the news flashes across the TV screens and that's, and now the FBI director, James Comey. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, nice to be here. And um, <laughs> he stops as the, FBI director fired. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a poopy way to go. Uh, I, I I can't say I I support that. Uh, last thing, and I know it's been very co- this is a huge deal, folks. I'm sorry we spent the majority of the show talking about this. This is a huge deal. There's another component about Comey you all need to know about, and it was brought to light by Fox News Channel's Catherine Herridge that. James Comey, and we took him to task when he wouldn't confirm to Trey Gowdy that there would be an investigation of the leaks. That James, there are reports out there circulating now that James Comey didn't want to investigate the leaks in the Trump administration. 
He didn't want to investigate those leaks. He didn't want those perpetrators found. He wanted them to be able to keep on leaking classified information to harm Trump. He also resisted the unmasking probe. Listen to this. Everything that has been indicated to me is that the investigation will continue and it may wrap up at some point soon this year. Uh, The investigation she's talking about is the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. It's going to go on. Again, Susan Collins said yesterday, we didn't fire the entire FBI. We fired the director. The FBI is going to continue to do its caseload. So uh, Democrats are praying their constituency doesn't realize that, but uh, the investigation, such as it is, will continue. But the accusation against the former FBI director, and this comes mostly from Republicans, is that he has been sort of slow walking records about the Americans who were identified or unmasked in these intelligence reports and providing them to Congress. And the reason that's a big deal is that everyone in the IC and the intelligence community knows that there is no bigger, deeper, wider, more extensive paper trail than there is when you unmask or identify an American citizen. Meaning that it's, it's not at all easy to cover it up. As a matter of fact, it's nearly impossible to cover up your involvement in unmasking. So the only recourse you have is to simply not turn over the files. And this is what Comey's been up to. And it should not take months. It should take weeks, if not the course of several days, to know who was unmasked and who made those requests. And that has not been provided to Congress based on our reporting. Why? Why is that that information is at his fingertips? It's wide. It's extensive. It's highly documented. Why has James Comey stonewalled the Congress in figuring out who unmasked as as Circa News is reporting today, folks, not uh, 654 Americans, but actually triple that. The Obama administration said, oh, we only unmasked 654 Americans. Well, no, it was 2,232. Gee, I. Is anybody out there else besides me amazed that the Trump, I'm sorry, the Obama administration lied? Of course not. That's what that's what they did for their entire occupation of the Oval Office. Put a wrap on the show coming up next, folks. It's the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. He is quickly becoming the left's favorite pinata. Only problem is this pinata hits back. Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Let's end the program with some uh, things other than Comey. I know you guys are probably getting Comey fatigue at this point. Uh, we, we long keep our, our eyes on what's happening on, on college campuses. This is the future, after all. And I don't mind telling you that I'm very disturbed by what we see on college campuses. In particular, in one of the Ivy League schools. Harvard uh, writes the Daily Caller. Harvard uh, plans 
to have a black-only graduation ceremony later this May. Approximately 125 students will participate in this ceremony, which took over a year to plan. The event is supposed to celebrate how black students have succeeded in higher education. Let me, um, let me replace the first stanza with, with some different words. Hispanic Harvard graduate students plan to host a Latino-only graduation ceremony later in May. Is that okay? Is that still okay? Let me, let me swap out another word. How about white Harvard graduate students plan to host an all-whites graduation ceremony later in May. Is that okay? Oh, oh, that ceases to be okay when it's all white. It's okay when it's all black. It's okay when it's all Latino. I would submit to you that none of them are right or are correct. I would submit to you that if you're going to stand up for equality, if you're going to stand up for unity among peoples of the United States, here's a, here's a really good place to start. Why don't you stop being racist? This blacks-only graduation is racist. Quote, this is an opportunity to celebrate Harvard's black excellence and black brilliance. What are, what are you saying, Michael Hudgens, master's student? What are you saying? That only blacks are brilliant? That only blacks have excellence? Is that what you're saying? See, you know, I'm just, I'm using the left wing. Their logic against them. Which is... <laughs> Very flawed logic. Students raised over $27,000 to cover the cost of the ceremony and its reception. They hope to have another black-only ceremony next year that will include undergraduate students as well. So, <laughs> Harvard liberals' solution to racism in this country and for equality in this country is to go back to segregation. That's what this is. This is a segregated graduation ceremony. And I, like I said, I, I'm a, of a mind, if you, if you want to battle racism, the first step, I think, in any, any program like this is stop being racists. And this is racists. I'm sorry. There's no other way to look at it. All right, folks. Oh, oh one more thing. Well, now I'm not going to be able to get to it. The music's already playing. We'll save it for tomorrow. Don't worry. I want you guys to remember this. Until we visit once again, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Great day, everybody. One step closer to the weekend. Hallelujah. See you tomorrow. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.